are listening to Legacy Moments, where we have authentic conversations to transform your mind, body, and soul. I am your host, Dr. Patrice Berry, and I am joined by my co-host and mom, Johnny Lloyd. Together, we combine my years of psychological training with her years of leadership and business experience to add value to your day. In celebration of Women's Month, we want to talk about narrowing your focus. And this will apply to all people, but specifically with women's issues, we wanted to talk about ways that you can narrow down your focus. Because sometimes my mom likes to to talk about shiny object syndrome. And that's where we can get distracted by, ooh, what about this? And ooh, what about this? And there are times that we need to narrow down our vision and narrow down our focus. And there are also times that we might need to broaden. And so please, if you feel like you're too niche or you're too narrow, some people might might need to broaden things. Some people might need to kind of take things down. I think it's about timing. So when you look at um, bringing things in and then you see that you have additional time to broaden or your or um, you it's time to expand because there's something else happening, I think that is the time to do it. I think um, for me, because I have shiny object syndrome, can we and let me describe what shiny object syndrome is because I it's something I I made up okay I made up because it's SOS it's, so it's just like you know somebody sending a flag up because they need help so shiny object syndrome is about needing help to focus so that you have great execution because shiny object syndrome being able to look at a million things or be able to do a million things, can cause you to be distracted, have a lot of things started, but nothing finished. It's a um, sneaky way to procrastinate. And that's part of the issue with that. So that's shiny object syndrome. So let's get back on. The reason then to take a person who is multifaceted, multi-talented, has the ability, the capacity and capability to do almost anything they put their mind to, focus. Focus is not just hitting the target. Think of a target within archery and it has those, you know, those circles. So on the outer layer, you still hit the target, but you didn't hit the bullseye. So as you focus, you get a chance to hit the bullseye to really be intentional about moving forward. And it doesn't mean that if you're on target, you're not doing a great job. Can we just say that? Because getting on the mat, on the target, is sometimes takes a lot of work. Mm -hmm. It's not something that comes easy to all of us, and especially to creatives like me, okay? So uh, we just have to be careful. And so then make, I'm gonna use Stephen Covey's word, which I really like, is. He said, start with the end in mind, number one. And then the other thing that I love is make the main thing the main thing. Patrice. And and when he says make the main thing the main thing, I think making sure that when I 
start my day when I'm looking at my schedule that I'm scheduling the priorities, that I'm making sure um, that I'm getting the, the, the major things done. Um, so on my way into the office today, I realized that I didn't have any creamer. And coffee or tea with some cream, that is very important for me to, 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 to start my day. It is not, so it, my, my day would be fine if I didn't have it, but I had a few extra moments. I wouldn't be late to an appointment with a client to get creamer, but I was like, okay, mama's coming. It'll be okay for me to stop by real quick. But I didn't get distracted in the store because CVS has this aisle of just stuff. There was just there was just stuff all down this aisle. I I avoided that aisle. I just got the things I needed, and I ended up coming right out. And so I think when you narrow your focus, you're able to not waste time. And so um, my mom also says a lot that we have the same amount of time as Bill Gates, as any other person. So we all get the exact same amount of time. It's what we're doing with it. And I like people taking control of it. Mm -hmm. So often people will say, they wasted my time. They made me do this. They made me do that. Now, if for my job, if I'm required to be in a meeting, and this used to happen when I worked within a larger agency, we would have these regular meetings that about 80% of the meeting was completely pointless to me. And so what I would do is I would make the, the decision to bring my laptop and I would often multitask. The parts of the meeting that didn't apply to me, they were not wasting my time. I have to give you permission to waste my time. So I would make that meeting productive and, or I would, you know, play on my phone. I'm just being honest. Like I don't, I don't work there anymore. So I can say it. I would play on my phone. I would, you know, talk with my other coworkers. So I have to give somebody the ability to, to waste my time. Now I have a four-year-old and I'm not going to, so sometimes we have to negotiate. <laughs> um, and if I'm trying to get him out of the house fast, so that we can be on schedule and do all these things. Well, let's say he has an accident that morning and now that adds some extra things to, to, to my day. I know that, that what's best is for me to go ahead and handle that in the morning. But once again, I am choosing that. I'm not saying, oh, I woke up and then this happened because I talk a lot about the fact that there is pain and there is suffering. Mm -hmm. Pain is inevitable. Suffering is often my perception of that pain. So if, so if, if I'm thinking, oh, you know, this is the worst thing ever, you know, oh, he had an accident, da, da, da. But instead it's just like, okay, this is, this is our day. I might have to text a client that I'm running a little late and it is going to be okay. Because then my brain and body can can respond. We talk a little bit about the brain doesn't know the difference between the truth and a lie. So if I'm thinking, oh, I'm, I'm running late. This is going to be the worst thing ever. I'm going to, my client is going to terminate. I don't know. So if, if I'm thinking all of these things, my body is going to start responding as those, those, those things are happening. And the key with that is this, is that um, by giving yourself permission to handle what's the most important thing today, you give yourself a chance to be more productive in the rest of your day. As Patrice alluded to, she, now my our brains don't know the truth from a lie, right? So when we start telling our brain we're having a hor the, the horrible day, all of that, 
brain says, okay, so now I'm going to respond to everything. We're having a horrible day. <laughs> you know, that's what you want. No problem. So the mindset matters. Our mindset matters. I'm not saying live in euphoria. Yeah. That is not what I'm saying. I'm saying live in reality, right? Handle what you can and the things you can't handle don't always pile them mm. on you as a woman, especially because it's too heavy for you to continuously carry. Patrice thought of something wonderful. So how do you do that? Because I think a lot of people struggle with how do they pick what things to let go of? Because I'll be honest with you, often it's about control. Often? <laughs> it's always about control. We want to control everything. I mean, you know, okay. So let's, okay, so I have sinus, just in case you hear some, some sounds. So the deal with this is I think that's the first step. The first step is knowing that you cannot control everything. Breathe. That's, the, that's number one. And that is liberating. So with step one being accepting, I cannot control everything. I can't do it. I can't make my four-year-old get in the car. Now I can encourage, I can inspire. I know we have these little um, Lara bar breakfast cookies. And so like, if he I, he, he loves like, all right. Cause so we normally eat breakfast in the car on, on the drive down. And, um, and so on Mondays, especially cause Mondays <laughs> are he already at four years old, he know he's already over Mondays. He's like Saturday and Sunday are home days why is Monday a thing? He he already knows. But when I get into a power struggle with him, now we're both, mostly me. Like like now it becomes it becomes an issue versus partnering and saying, all right, how are we gonna get out? Now this is our goal. This is this is what's happening. <laughs> staying home is not an option. <laughs> and she knows staying home is not an option. So let's go back to uh how do you as a person, what are some of the tips that you can use to help you deal with the reality of it? Okay, so I'm gonna give a I'm gonna give a really good example that I didn't know about uh, that I did. I reached in my purse and I pulled out a pen because I said I need to make some notes. Okay, the pen you can't see this. The pen is empty. <laughs> it has nothing to mark with. It's really it's gone. It's a beautiful pen. It's a beautiful pen and. And it's for my nonprofit, but it's because something happened in my purse and it's the pieces are in there. This is the key. You need to go back and get the pieces that you need to do what you need to accomplish in this moment. If it's, if it's breathe because you need peace, that's your peace that you need to bring to the table right now. Is it managing your emotion right now? Is that the biggest piece that's going to get you ahead? So knowing what the main thing is, is not always about going to get an instrument. It may be self-management that's going to bring yourself so you can fully engage and accomplish what you need to do in this moment. Give you another example. What happens as a professional when your child woke up that morning, they're sick. Patrice, listen, uh, she, she, she understands this. Everybody understands this. But then you feel like you're being pulled. And I'm not saying working for yourself because that's a little bit different than working for 
whatever, an outside agency, a large company, sometimes they're like, but you have three briefings today. We don't really, we don't, <laughs> whatever happened at home happened at home. But sometimes you can't walk away from what happened at home. So how do you come back and, and do what you need to do? Sometimes you have to recenter yourself. Find the thing that causes you to recenter. And then don't put added pressure on you. As soon as you can leave the situation, if you can reschedule the situation, then do your best to put and keep the main thing, the main thing. I'll also say, and I saw a TikTok on it, that sometimes we need to find our good enough. Whoa. Sometimes for your own peace, you need to find your this is good enough. Okay, so so let's talk about that for just a sec because this will help you. There's this thing, and I was with this young this lady called uh, Jennifer is her name. She she gave us this, and I'm gonna share it with you because I thought it was phenomenal. I have always been taught that a hundred percent is an A. If I don't reach for a hundred percent, then that's that's an issue, and I need to work harder. I'm going back to enough is enough. But she gave us this concept that, okay, so when you're going after a target, remember we talk about targets, getting on the board, 80, 60, what is the, what is the least of your good, you know, what is the area that you said, okay, I did, I, today 60% is what I can give you and it'd be all I can give you today. And that doesn't um, cause us to be less. It just account causes me to be human and say, okay, my target, my goal to my to strategize and get a uh, hundred of these done, but eighty percent is going to be my a win, not a hundred. Eighty percent is a win, and then what is the least? And then I can target for the hundred. But if I when I get eighty, I celebrate, and that's the other thing. Celebrate small wins. Yes. Go ahead. And um, I also heard somebody talk about the fact of looking at effort versus Ooh. just the number. So That's did good. you give it your all? And so right now our child is learning how to write his letters, write his name. He's starting to learn like what sounds go. Like he's he, he's starting to, to do a little bit of learning. And sometimes if you tell a child all the time, you're so smart, you're so smart, you're so smart. When something is hard, and they can't do it, then they think they're not smart. Versus if you if you praise their effort, if you praise, you really tried hard, you really gave it your all. I can see you're really trying hard. If you talk about their effort, they'll 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 understand that. Oh, even when things get hard, I can still do my best. That's excellent. <laughs> can I take it into the professional realm, or into the as a woman taking it to our lives? Right when I give. Today, I'm not 100%, right? So coming and being a part and knowing the disconnects is me giving my best effort today. So when children or you in a workplace, as a leader, as a leader, then when you when your employees, people that work with you, collaborate with you, when you know they've done all they can do, there's two options at that point. The one should never be negotiable, which is encourage them right where they're at. The second is what we can do to add value to them. What can we do to help you be more successful? 
What can we give you? What kind of training? What kind of whatever? And the same thing in our personal life. It, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a solo. I mean, I, I'm a solopreneur and I'm a serial entrepreneur, which means I have more than one business at one time. But I, I uh, excel in that space. Someone else matching their life to mine would be very um, dis, disenchanted is the word I'll use. Um, because, but don't, you're not looking to be someone else. Be the best you you can be. And I think avoiding comparison. Oh, yeah. I think that is incredibly important. And we've mentioned it multiple times, but I think this really applies to narrowing down your focus. We're talking about finding your thing. So my thing isn't going to be somebody else's thing. And that's, and that's okay. And um, on social media, I have to remind myself of that every so often. It's like, I'm going to do this my way and, and that's okay. And somebody else might do it, might do it their way and have, and have their success and they're comfortable with, with, with where they are, with where they are. And then I'm going to do it my way and that's okay. And, and so I think being able to detach ourselves from the outcome, which is so hard. So what I mean by detaching yourself emotionally from, from, from the outcome, because sometimes I want to look at it as a learning experience. So when I launched my, my, my private practice, I didn't know if it was going to work. And, and even now I know in the next few years, the practice is going to continue to change, continue to evolve. And it's not that I did anything wrong. It's that I'm learning as I go and that, okay, so I really, this really isn't, isn't worth it for, for, for where I am right now. So I'm going to make this adjustment. And that adjustment doesn't mean that I failed. It doesn't mean that I did anything wrong. It's just, okay, this didn't work. And now let's shift it to something else. Because focus, I went to go get my eyes checked yesterday. I thought that there was something wrong with my left eye because every now and then something happens to it. And I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. So there's two things. Sometimes focus, you need help to focus. So I went in. He told me I needed a little ad over here, a little ad over there. I was reading the lines. (laughs) And I looked at one and I said, now it's an O. He said it was always an O. <laughs> he said it was always an O. Before I gave all these other letters on this one line, right? A C or it was a C. But in from for yes. how I saw it, mm-hmm. it was a C. Mm-hmm. So when it became the thing, it was always, mm-hmm. hear me, where it was always an O. You need somebody in the room to say, to look at you and be honest. And say it was an always a no. It was always a no. So all I could do was laugh. But what it helped me see is now my focus is on. I can see the right thing. So sometimes when we try or attempt to focus on something, what we see is not what it is. And then with letting go of comparison, I think also letting go of shoulds. Yes. I should do this. I should do that. So, because I think that can go along because you'll see other people doing things their way and you might think, oh, I should be, I should have more of this. I should do this. I should. And should is different from I want to. Yes. 
Because let's say I want to in the next year have this, or I want to do that. That that doesn't have the same judgment as should. I also don't like the word lazy. I'm 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 not a fan. I used to use it to to, to describe myself, but I'm not actually lazy. I thrive at, at the last moment and I have to learn how to motivate myself early. So did you hear that? I have to learn how to motivate because I am not motivated. So if something is due in two weeks or something is due in three months, I have no motivation because I probably have a million other things that I'd like to do more than whatever that thing that's coming later. And so I have to plan. I have to, I have to find ways to motivate myself. And sometimes it's saying, okay, I'm going to write, I'm going to get, I'm going to write for 30 minutes and then I'll get on TikTok. <laughs> I'm going to do this. I'm going to finish my notes and then I'll do this. And I like that because what it does is it helps you stay focused for the end result that you desire, right? And then the other thing is what, because I, I stopped using should as well, because she taught me, you know, she taught me how to do it. And, but it was. Moving from should to could have, even for me, made a huge difference. But I love the want to. Um, and then this is the other thing. When you want to do something, then something triggers in our brain to say, okay, that's what you want. Let me help you. How can your brain help you accomplish it? So that is huge. The other thing is I'm going to use the C for, um, and the O. Remember I had a C and an O. (laughs) The C is what could, the O is opportunity. Mm. The O that I ended up seeing as focus, focus gives you opportunity to stay on task and to accomplish. So for me, in the morning is my best time to focus. After a certain time in the day, there's different kind of work I get. And then after another certain time in the day, you probably don't want to talk to me because I'm half, I mean, really, I'm, it's not that my brain's not functioning. It's harder work for me to stay on task. And I just want to say for some people, morning time might be when they're, they're not thinking very, and the evening might be when they get their, their best work done. So it's maximizing whatever your peak hours is, do the hardest thing, (laughs) the thing that, that it's going to take a lot of energy, a lot of motivation to complete do that during your 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 peak hours but you have to know your however you have to know yourself or know how you produce or watch yourself produce uh and that's really important so let's talk about focus focus is about uh using the f as a just first look at first what's going to give you the greatest value in this in this day so I normally start my focus list the day before. When I wake up that morning, if something has shifted, I give myself the space to shift with it, right? Because as a parent, as a mother, you may, something may have happened to the kids. It doesn't matter what happened. Something happened and the key then be how do I, which one is urgent, which one is important, where do I move from here? And I hope this doesn't, because we got a really great comment um, on TikTok Live. And the person said, I keep thinking I'm going to fail every time I do something. And that's kind of what holds them from doing it. And so that's where I would say, what redefine what failure is for you. So failure, to me, let's say 
I had the idea to buy, buy a Cricut and start making some things. And I invested a lot of money. Yeah, Crickets are are, are not cheap. I invest a lot of money and it doesn't go the way I wanted to, but I formed an LLC. But I, and I'm going to change the but to, and yet, and yet I did all of these other things. And now I know, okay, so maybe this wasn't right. Maybe this didn't work out. And, um, uh, and so I wouldn't, invest anything that you need to survive. Yes. So I'm not going, let's say I'm a single parent with, with kids and my kids depend on my regular everyday job. I might not be, I might have to have a successful business before I can complete, or I might have to test it a little bit and know, okay, once I can give this my full-time devotion and I've, I, I have my savings, the kids know that we're making some adjustments. We're not eating out as much. We're, we're getting an emergency fund for when the launch does happen. Um, because when you have a baby business, baby businesses normally don't start off feeding you. <laughs> they don't. They don't feed you. They don't, they don't feed you. They, they can't. It's like delivering a baby. A baby is depending on you to feed it and to nourish it and to change the diapers, all of those things. Um, and before it can then raise up or rise up or um, and feed you or even feed itself. Yeah, the business. The business, typically, you feed. This, this is a strategy, just like a child. You feed it. It feeds itself. So that means it doesn't need your income or whatever, right? And then... It feeds you. Now, there are some people that have done things in social media or whatever, and it fed them really quick. I'm not telling you how long the process lasts for you. I'm saying that when you start it, it may be your energy and your effort that you're feeding it with. It may not be money. Then it may be, you know, it takes less energy because you're reworking your content. And then you say, wow, you're getting resolved or results. And one of my favorite books on that topic is Failing Forward. Do you remember who that's Excellent by? book. Failing forward. I thought it was, uh, it is, it's, it's John Maxwell. And so, um, because what it does is it, it, it has you redefine what, what failure means. Because, um, so when a baby's learning how to walk and they fall down, we don't look at that as a failure. No. When a teenager is learning how to drive and they hit a curb, they hit a mailbox, we're not, but like, we, we make sure that everything's insured. You know, we, hopefully it's not anything more serious than that. But um, so that's where we want to redefine what does it mean to to fail? And then how do I recover? When I do fall down, what does that, what does that recovery look like? Um, and uh, something else that came to mind from what we were talking about earlier with letting go of shoulds and um, not comparing, also making sure that not apologizing for existing. Oh, wow. I feel like, especially women, apologize a lot. So um, <laughs> I've, I've learned to say thank you instead of I'm sorry. If it's because let's say I was I, this morning, I was I was running a little late and I might have said I'm sorry. I'm not sure. But I was like, oh, I think I don't, I don't think I said I'm sorry. I think I said I had to run by CVS real quick. And normally if I'm thinking, I'll say thank you for waiting for me. Thank you for, um, and if I can give somebody a heads up that I'm running a little behind, but I'm not apologizing for existing. That's so important. So 
Um, it's about you being authentically you, right? It's about you understanding the space that you're in. The first space that we're in is in our physical space, right? So own your physical space. Take self-control, right? And then you move on to other things. So Patrice talked about a couple things and one of them I would like to address. One is um, there's another, there's a TED talk, TED, TED talk as well about failure to look at it from a different perspective. This guy, I'm not telling you to do this. I'm just saying that there was some things that he learned in the midst of failure. When you look at great innovators and creators, uh, failure helped them build the muscle, the strength mm -hmm. to move forward and to accomplish what they always did. I think it was Thomas Edison that had over 10,000 failures is what other people called it. He said, no, I had 10,000 he said, ways I, to not, not, <laughs> not like, you know, cause his thing was to do the iridescent light bulb. He said, I had 10,000 ways not to do it, <laughs> you know? So it's a matter of your, the way you look at it. And I'm not, everybody looks at life through a different lens, going back to focus. Vision is connected to purpose and purpose and vision does not stay the same all of our lives. It, it is going to change. It's it's going. It's, you're going to learn more. You're going to, it's going to shift. There's going to be ebbs and flows. There's going to be, you know, go ahead. We're, we're starting to get close to graduation and I'm going to say it again. Please do not ask graduates what they're going to do after like, let them, let them share if they do have a job, if they do have an idea of what they might want to do. So especially the younger generations, as they started to get rid of, of pensions and um, people getting, there being a benefit for you staying at one company for 20 years, most people under the age of 40, they, they change jobs every two to five years. And so just because somebody starts at one particular job, that, that does not mean that that is where, where they're going to stay. I was extremely disillusioned when I graduated with my doctorate. I thought that, oh my, as soon as I graduate, I'm going to be making $60,000, $70,000 a year. It was a big slap in the face when I made less than thirty. It was, it was less than $30,000 with a doctorate in the middle of an economic crisis. Um, it was back in, in 2009. Um, but through that process, I figured out, I found some, some strength in some ways that I didn't even know. <laughs> some innovation that I didn't even know that, that, that I had. And when you have that, that ability to say, okay, I've been in these similar situations how can I get through this? Because I think that's what past failures can do. And even if, let's say I didn't handle it great, let's say it wasn't a good experience, what did I still learn from it, even if it wasn't a good experience? And there's clarity in crisis. I'm not just putting, the book that Patrice did on clarity in crisis is really important. It's not just a reference book. It also helps us, all of us, go through it and look at things in the middle of a crisis. Now, during the time we look at whether it be um, COVID or whatever, and that was or the downturn of uh, the economy, we are typically either in a crisis, coming out of a crisis, a situation, coming yeah. out of it, or going into one. Okay, so we don't know we're going into one. 
who knew in the beginning 2020? that was 2019 was it 2020 anyway whatever year it was so <laughs> it's been so long so you going into that who knew so you made plans for one thing and something else happened so the question is for all of you to write down the things that you learned during this pandemic and then write the things that you've learned in other crisis type situations that you've been in and learned hear what i said not what happened i'm not telling you about the goal don't go through what happened i'm not doing that just write down some key points of what you've learned and what you learn typically in a crisis is how to thrive. How um, and some people just survive it. Okay. So it is, it is okay if what I did was I just made it through. Um, I, I follow some, some phenomenal um, adoptees that are doing amazing work educating on the importance of centering um, adoptee voices. A lot of people that had very negative experiences um, and that, you know, and so um, I love hearing stories of, of people then trying to educate others so that so that they can make different choices, so that we can reform certain systems and people using their voice to make change. And that's where sometimes purpose can end up coming. People can find, oh, wow, like if I hadn't experienced what I had experienced, I wouldn't have been interested in this thing. Um, I share all the time. Um, I had a bad experience with my middle school guidance counselor. My mom knows exactly what I'm talking about because she went and told a lady about herself in a very nice way, but like the lady... Mm, yeah, she, she she told the lady about herself. And but that experience before that experience, I wanted to be an, an accountant. If my childhood had been per had been perfect, I would not be a therapist, I would probably be an, an, an accountant. And so sometimes and, and, and that does not take away the pain, because I think sometimes people glorify it too much. And they try to say, and they say things that that really hurts the person that has been through through, through the experience. Um, cause I do not want my child to ever go through anything bad. And yet I know I can't protect him from, from everything. And so that's why, um, I'm listening to the book trauma proofing your kids, where it's talking about how do we build, how do we grow people that are problem solvers that have flexible thinking that when things happen, they have good communication, they have good emotional intelligence. Um, and then they have safe environments where they can go to get the help and support that, that they need. Wow. That's, that's, that's a lot. The key with that is what I recommend that all of us do is look at how we define certain words mm -hmm. because Success is a word that one person says it, they mean one thing, but what does it mean when you say success? And I would how does it impact your life? What do, are you looking at to identify what is success for you personally? Go ahead. And I would encourage you to say what how does it feel? What are the people around you doing? What are they benefiting from? But if for it to not be a certain number. Yeah, and nor was I referring. But but I number. just I just like That's for clarity. Mm -hmm. I I just like like for it to be clear because some people think when I get ten thousand dollars in the bank, then I'll be happy, then I'll be successful. But then what happens is they get that amount in the bank, and yeah, it's yeah. and it's still not enough. They still don't 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 feel secure. And so I think adding on to it 
um, some of that, some of that mindset change can, can be helpful. Yeah. And then the other thing is, is, um, look at other words for you. Look at what you're expecting. So remember I said vision, what do you see for yourself in your life? What is the impact that you desire to make in whether it be in your neighborhood, your community, whatever, what is it? In your personal life, what is the impact that you would like to make in the next 12 months, six months, three months, even today? What is it that you would like to do today to make a change in your day? Because habits are based on consistency because it is easy for me to go back and do uh, more easier for me to go back and do some things I've always done because it's, it's already formed that cycle for me to redirect the cycle is going to take some effort on my part. So this is what I'll know. And this is one of the things I'll tell all women. First of all, I celebrate you. Um, because it's not just about delivering the baby. It's bigger than being just the female, right? The key with it is be authentically you. No matter what, as an individual, as a person, be who you are. Be the best version of yourself today. And so even though, like I said, I celebrate women, I celebrate everybody because it's not it's not easy. Life is not easy, however, it's worth it because we don't know the impact we're going to make on other people. So this is what I've been doing to help um, shift some my mindset is I've been doing one kind thing unexpected, uh, unrequested for someone random, one random kind act. Is that a week or? A day. Wow. A day. Now, every, because remember, I'm on the 80, you know, I'm on a different 100. If I don't go anywhere today, it's going to be really hard for me to help somebody. So let me tell you what I do on that day. The kind act I do for that day is for me. Mm -hmm. Include yourself in that. That doesn't mean every day is about you. However, if I'm not going anywhere today, that I do something, sit in the window and drink a cup of tea. You can do something for you. Do a random kind act for you as well as others. And when you do that and you build that cycle, that habit, you'll find it so much easier to, to listen to what people are saying, to impact people's lives with the little things. Because it is the little things that make the huge difference in other people's lives. It is the little thing going through a Walmart line and the girl looking like I'm ready to just, you know, throw everything away. And when I say that, I'm, you, yeah. I mean, I had a lady toss my apples. I said, did the apples do something to you? <laughs> so she did that. She said, laughing. She said, no, ma'am. I said, these are my apples. <laughs> you're tossing my apples and you're going to bruise them. And so she was rolling back to my guy. I said, are you okay? And she said, no. I said, okay. I said, okay. I said, you know, I did, but she said, breathe. Just breathe, baby. I said, today, you know, the end of the day is coming. Breathe. And I said, but in the meantime, don't don't mistreat my apples, okay? And so she was just rolling. She said, ma'am, you are so funny. But it seemed like a big thing, maybe. But more than anything, it shifted her mindset for just that moment. For that second, she was able to laugh. 
and humor and laughter. So if I am, so she, that, that person was likely in a negative headspace. Laughter that's like that, that's unexpected. It will jolt you out of that. And um, even, even, even for a moment. Um, we are going to go ahead and wrap up. We are so thankful that you all listen. Uh, my mom shared what she is doing, something that I am doing to just shift my mindset. Um, I am getting back into therapy. I am so glad I found somebody that is in my network. We will see how it goes. And um, I like the the transparency. And so um, if, it, if it goes well, I will share that. If I keep looking for somebody else, I'll, I'll, I'll share that too. But um, I'm very grateful for, um, for everybody that chooses to listen. We might start to stream these live over on YouTube and Facebook as well. And so stay tuned for that. And we hope you enjoy the rest of your day.